Welcome. I'm Terry Degani. This is the Hype Podcast. And uh, I've got a very special guest today, Marcos Curran from Fun With Balls. Marcos, how are you? Hey, hey. Very glad to be on the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's been a, a busy few weeks, I'm sure, and we'll get to that in a moment. But first of all, tell the audience a little bit about your company, uh, a very interesting mm. name, and we'll get to that as well. But uh, tell us all about Fun With Balls. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, indeed, yes. The name, the name is the program. We try to stick in people's heads. So we uh, took the, the liberty of having a little bit of a more extravagant name um, to, yeah, I mean, everybody always wonders what it is we do. And once we start talking about it, they're always like, okay, so it's not a sex toy startup, um, but yeah, it sticks. Um, so <laughs> And humor is always the best way to stay in people's minds. So, yeah, we create uh, immersive uh, sports experience setups. We basically merge sports 100% with gaming, whereas most of the sports tech out there takes care of the player once he's in the sport to optimize his experience or the viewer's experience or anything like the fan engagement. We try to make sports engaging enough so the new generation but also existing players actually keep up with it and get back into the whole activity. No, it does sound like a lot of fun. Sorry for the pun, but <laughs> <laughs> how did you come up with the name? What was the thought process there? Was it literally you know, roll off the tongue and then you thought, yep, let's go with that? Or was there something a little bit more strategic with it? Well, people that know me know that I always like to have things which are very, 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 have a very double, like a, a deeper story. And obviously I like, for me, humor in, in, in everyday life is super important. Um, what the name does right now is I also have a surf school in North Korea. It's the same thing. Everybody like comes to me and says like, oh no, you mean a surf school in South Korea? And I was like, no, 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 I mean North Korea. Um, it's the same way of basically letting somebody run into your trap and then educate them a little bit. With Fumble Balls that has a couple of, of different uh, dimensions. First of all, we're a German startup and everybody knows that Germans sometimes get things wrong when it comes to other languages. So the whole thing of like letting people believe that, oh, maybe they don't know that balls can be considered different. It's like, oh, the Germans is like, it's very fun as the balls. Um, so, um, so, so that's the one part. And the other part is really what we're trying to do and what we're going into is like changing a lot of the pre-existing structures and, and conceptions that people have about sports. And one talk I remember is like, you're going to be fighting all the federations. They don't want to change. They don't want to do things differently. You need some proper balls to take it up with them. And that was one other element we said, okay, like this is a, it's a big task. So we need some, you need cojones uh, to, to be putting up with these old structures and uh, systems that have been in place for multiple decades. And yeah, so we try to reinvent sports and we need balls for that. Absolutely. And so talk to me about the beginning. Uh, why did you start? What happened? Well, to, to start before the startup started, I started obviously, and I started my first company when I was 20 and uh, was quite successful in the advertising world and the whole media world. We did a lot of events, very fancy things. So I was like the go-to guy of the big brands when they came and said, okay, let's do something really weird and Marcus what do you think and I was like let's put a giant laser on a truck and drive around and project Google logos everywhere with like way too strong and way too dangerous uh, 
lasers, let's go to Antarctica and project on icebergs or do fashion shows, which are fully interactive and all that. And which was super, super satisfying, but more like it was successful. We had a good team and, and budgets were super interesting. Um, but in the end, you tend to do more and more projects that you probably don't see as valuable anymore because you have a you have a headcount to pay for, you have a big agency, you can't afford to say like, no, we're just going to send that client away. And to be honest, for me, the second part was after a while, you sort of ask yourself, okay, we spent another one and a half million for this brand. Now you're launching the next car, phone, fashion line or whatever. And it sort of lacks a little bit of, a, let's say, call it a, a bigger meaning or a deeper meaning. And then I was just starting to look around what might be more fun. Yep. Brilliant. I love it. It ties in with your personality. Uh, you sound like someone I want to sit down and have a beer with. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Come by. <laughs> and so moving on to, I guess, you know, the big catalyst for, for the attention so far, you were a part of the Spobies event. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your experience there. The, the funny thing is uh, a year ago with the last Spobis, a good friend of mine who, who works in the, in the sports business as well is like, hey, what you're doing is super great because our pitch was always we're, we're, we're taking squash as sort of a testing ground. Like everybody in the beginning was like, why do you pick squash? And from the very beginning, I said, I pick squash because it's the best place for us to start. And at the same time, um, it's basically if you go to it's the shittiest car at the car dealership <laughs> if you can win a race with that you basically prove that um there's a lot of things that might be possible so at that time we were still only in squash and he was like actually you should go to spobis and check out what um what's happening there so at that time it, it helped us a lot um i was there as just they got us a ticket walked around met some people made some really good deals also and, and partnerships, but far, far, far from uh, where we are now. And now what happened is about two months before we went to Spobis, we launched uh, our multi-ball system, which is a very, very flexible wall that you can put anywhere and you can use it with a lot of sports. And it's a, it doesn't come with any restrictions. It's very rigid. You can put it into schools. It, it basically solves all the problems that other platform systems or, or toys weren't able to fix. And that sort of elevated the whole thing to, let's call it a nuclear chain reaction, because people saw that what we did in squash was very valuable. I mean, we even like uh, the, the press release that just went out today names us one of the big reasons why squash will make it into the Olympics right now, because all of a sudden we make squash a very dynamic and innovative sport. Um, whereas before they try to get into the Olympics with the same approach all the time, it's like we sort of feel like we deserve this which is never a good sales pitch when you're trying to sell something as a sexy and new thing. So the timing was just like we launched multiball. There was some great attention. It picked up really well. Then the Spobis came. So for us, um, it's like the, the last couple of weeks and months is like we have a gigantic fire in our backyard and there's people coming by pouring in gasoline day after another. Um, so, yeah, we don't complain. No, certainly not. And, you know, I, I'm sensing the, the disruptor, mentality within you uh how do you manage your the expectations i mean obviously I'm, I'm sure you've been told no plenty of times is it just a belief within yourself is it a belief within the, the team you have what is it about your company that allows you to continue to push where you know it seems nothing has been pushed well i mean we've been told no millions of times we've been like 
standing in front of the door knocking and people wouldn't even reply. And um, for, for us, it was always very, very clear in the very beginning where the potential is. Sometimes the world doesn't see that. Um, we always have the feeling like the last couple of months, like there's been a plug stuck in the in the pipe. Um, you know, like we've been like knocking and sometimes we were really like, okay, why don't people get it? Or why is it so hard sometimes? And now it seems that we get payback for all of this. So, so now people understood it crazy enough all at the same time. Generally, I think if you, if you propose a big change, the, the nature of human interaction is always that everybody tells you oh, that's not possible and nobody will try. And it's also really sad because I think a lot of the good ideas get lost on the way because people just stop at a certain point. Like they don't know how long it might be till we actually reach that pivot point. And I've always been very, let's say, crazy enough or, or, or sure enough or, or willing enough to, to go that. I mean, you, in the beginning, people always think, okay, this is going to be a hard year, but this hard year might also be five years. Um, so you better prepare to uh, be on a diet for a long time. And now it all happened very quick in the end. But uh, yeah, it's all about belief. Fantastic. And uh, final question, what's the focus for you guys uh, for the remainder of 2019? Uh, well, we're just reworking all our focus points because of the 20 focus points or the 25 goals that we wanted to achieve in 2019. We're now on the 11th of February. We probably achieved half of them already. We're sitting Brilliant. on the table with the right people. Um, we're, we're preparing for a massive scale. We ha started hiring people. So the, the main thing for us is... is to be very, very, we've prepared for this very long. So we knew that this point would come where things get crazy and things scale up on a, on a rapid scale. We didn't think that it would come that fast and that large. So now our main thing is we're growing our team also with very, very intelligent people. We're getting people in for investor relations. We have a new COO, a super, superstar from the design world. I mean, she built up a really, really cool design company in like Shenzhen, uh, Munich and, and San Francisco. So the main thing for us is now sort of also grow up a little bit still be very fast on the on the on the on the creation and launch side come up with new things implement them super fast and get the right people on board that actually build helping uh, help building the let's call, call it a more sustainable foundation right now we've been a startup with 11 people everybody's been doing everything like you know how it is like crazy um we have to build 10 systems so people do night shift. Even I was like building systems as well as our designers and, and developers. Right now we have to become a more structured and, and much larger, let's say a corporation instead of a, a cool bunch of people trying to change the world um, with tech. And yeah, that's probably the biggest challenge also for the whole year. Yeah, no, I, I totally feel some of those pain points there. Totally empathize with you there. Well, look, I wanna thank you for coming on the show and uh, wish you all the very best and uh yeah I'm, I'm sure we'll be hearing from you soon and i hope more people are having fun with balls <laughs> exactly exactly that yeah very much thank you very much for having us like i, I love the format uh and it's, it's very important to have people like you to uh have people see a little bit behind the scenes uh, and find out what the what drives the people that are trying to change things and trying to run the sports business and so on Good on you, Marcos. Have a great afternoon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.